0: Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Uh, We have a fantastic guest lined up for you today. We're going to be uh, exploring uh, women in property. And in order to do that, I've been joined by Laura Darling. Laura works for Star Property, but has been in and around property for well over 20 years, has faced multiple stigmas as such from uh, what is traditionally a a male-dominated industry, a property uh, so in order to speak about her experiences and you know what she's doing now and she's doing a lot of great things so you're going to want to listen out for this uh, without any further ado uh, laura uh, thank you for your time
1: hi nice to speak to you Rob. it's been
0: great looking through the bio that you sent over because you started working in property since a relatively young age i think you said 13 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just gone on from step to step so before we sort of go into you know, women in property as such. Uh, Give us a bit of a more of an in-depth background about yourself, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So I started working really young, um, kind of after school um, and in summer holidays. My mum worked um, as an office manager in a local conveyancing solicitor's office in Hove, where I was brought up. So I used to go in there and kind of just do office junior roles, photocopying, post- that kind of thing back in the day when um, searches you had to go to the council and do it it couldn't be done online I used to do that um, and I used to meet the estate agents and it all seemed quite glamorous with you know people running around and um, you know buying and selling and getting things over the line um, and I carried on doing that for a few years and then went to work for a local letting agents um, and property my mum used to buy and sell property when I was young as well um, you know, with a view to buying it cheap, doing it up, flipping it on um, and was affected quite badly, unfortunately, in the recession in the early 90s. Um, and yeah, I've just I've always been around property. I like property. I love being a bit nosy and looking at how people live and what they do with property. Um, and then I went to work, um, like I said, I was at a letting agents, and then I went to work for a property company called Allsop that were based down in Brighton um, as a temp. On reception and they offered me a full-time job as a property manager and I stayed there for I think it was just over 15 years and ended up managing various investment portfolios for clients that we had um, including the fixed charge receivership um, portfolio which was hugely diverse Um, and when I was given that it was a really different step up into property and management and really learning um, how it it worked in a completely different way to anything that I'd i done before. Um, and we had anything from, you know, flats, houses, to massive sites, um, so many different issues we faced with security and things uh, like that. Um, and then from there I moved, due to some company restructure, I moved um, across to a, an independent estate and letting agent who wanted um, kind of a fresh pair of eyes on their portfolio. Um, stayed there relatively short period of time because it wasn't actually what they wanted um, in hindsight it turned out Um, and then I went into a completely different side of property and started doing client accounting um, which I was quite sceptical if I was going to enjoy um, but I stayed there six and a half years so I must have quite enjoyed it Um, and it gave me a really good solid financial um, feel of how back-end um, accounting works within within property and residential property and management and lettings um, and then this opportunity came up to come and work at Star um, going back into property management and heading up their own um, their portfolio which they are their own landlord we've got very few um, external clients but in the main we are the landlord and it was such a great opportunity I couldn't say no so I came to start just over a year ago now, um, and my job role has changed quite significantly since I've been here. Um, I've gone from managing the portfolio, um, overarching into finance, um, and now I work directly with the um, MD Max as his EA, and I deal with all the refinance restructure that we do here as well. So yeah, I've had a long a long period of time in the property industry um, and covered quite a few different areas within it, which I love. And to this day property, Never bores me, so it keeps me on my toes. Hundred percent,
0: it is one of those industries where every day is different. It's always good to work with people, and you know, no two days, as you say, no two days are the same. Mm. Just, just to put some numbers on it, uh, Laura. Actually, before we do that, I would say to people that listen to this interview, do go and check back to the interview i done with uh, Max, uh, the CEO of Star, uh, a few episodes ago, because that was absolutely, you know, bonkersly brilliant that episode. Mm-hmm. But just to put some numbers on it, Laura, how big, how big a portfolio have you have you managed? Because we're not just talking a couple of hundred thousand here, we're talking millions and millions, aren't we?
1: No, the, the portfolio at the moment at Star is approximately valued around 65 million pounds of property, and that is all over the, the place. We've got property in Ireland, Isle of Man, um property local to Brighton and Hove, um, HMO properties over in Eastbourne. We've got some properties overseas um, in Montenegro, Tenerife, Israel. Um we've got a really diverse portfolio of um residential, mixed use um commercial properties as well, um, and are looking at more buying more commercial at the moment with resi options above um, that we can do certain things with. So it's it, it is a it's a large portfolio um and only looking to grow. I would say it's the largest portfolio that I've ever worked with. Um in my time, even when I was at Allsop doing the fixed charge receivership portfolio, which did peak. I wouldn't like to put a value on it at the time. Um, obviously, due to everything that was going on, the receivers were really busy um, at the time uh-huh. with what was going on in the market. Um, but the star, the star portfolio, I think it's, it's just so diverse and it carries such a lot of um, opportunity to learn um, and, and develop myself and my knowledge. Um it's it's a fantastic opportunity.
0: Just going back to the fixed charge receivership portfolio. I mean, people that listen to this that might not know exactly what that means. So are you okay just to elaborate on on what that means?
1: Yeah, so when people buy a property with a mortgage, um if they default on the mortgage, the fixed charge receivers will be appointed um, and they will kind of be bought in and oversee. Um, what happens with that while well, the debt is sorted out? So um, whether it is sold in auction or sold by private treaty sale um, or the fixed charge receivers will manage it, um, they have a duty of, of, of care to ensure that the property doesn't lose, you know, any value isn't damaged. Um so we as a managing agent um will quite often, when a fixed charge receiver is appointed, it's it's quite often very um it's very quick. So we would frequently be told on a Friday afternoon at half past four, we've just been appointed on this property. You need to go out, it needs to be secured. need to have 24 hour security on it. Um, and I would be there to work with the contractors that I had nationwide to, to go and do that. Um, any shuttles that were in there would have to be itemised and Um, And then we would manage the process all the way through um, to putting it in auction or to placing it with a local agent in the area and selling it. Um, and the debt being cleared. Fair enough. Well, that sounds. I say yeah.
0: the first word that comes to my mind was entertaining. But obviously, if people get into yes. circumstances, it's uh, you know it can be quite unfortunate. But I imagine that job would have kept you on your toes. You've, pre- you've probably pretty much seen everything doing that job. I yeah,
1: it was. It was very um stressful. It was very it moved very quickly. Um, it was always lastminute.com dot It always, if it was going to go wrong, it went wrong on a Friday afternoon, at half past four. Um, or over Christmas, bank holidays, that kind of things. Um, so but it there was so much different property I got to see there. Um, massive sites, and so many problems that you wouldn't necessarily think of. We had horses left on sites by gypsies, um, horses escaping, having to get the RSPCA involved, you know, protecting animals. A huge, huge issue with sites um back then and probably even more so now is people breaking in and then um, making a claim because they've injured themselves. Wow. Um, even though they're in the wrong because they've broken in, it was the fixed charge receiver's liability. Um, so we used to have to spend a lot of money on security, making sure the properties were safe. Um, but we had one particular site they'd, they'd broken into, but there was um, like a paving slab, and uh, the, the person who'd broken in and tripped, broke his ankle, and, and launched a claim against us. It was madness, absolute <laughs> madness.
0: Um, that, <laughs> that's british bureaucracy it's finest yeah, is it not
1: completely yeah you, know, you break into our property but you're going to sue us because you've hurt your ankle mad
0: oh, oh, unbelievable is there any um yeah, as we're on the subject of sort of you know odd stories as such it without going into like ridiculous detail are there any other things that have happened or was there a particular standout story that you think i mean it's so I've,
1: insane i could i could for hours of uh, the amount of things I've seen in my time um probably one of my one of my favorite favorite tenants in all the time I've been doing this job um was a lady in Brighton she was a fantastic tenant came into the office month after month on time paid her rent in cash and she was a working a working woman of the night shall we say um and she always had a story absolutely fantastic and when we used to go and do her uh month like her tenancy inspections. It was a two-bedroom flat in Brighton and one one of the rooms was um, set up for pleasures, shall we say, and it was always an eye-opener. Um, <laughs> another, another tenant we had, funny enough, in the same building, he accrued arrears of, I think it was just short just short of 40, £48,000. We could not get this guy out no matter what we went through in court. We finally, finally got possession the day before I was due to get married and I was in court um, and the judge let me leave early after giving evidence uh, because I was rushing to get married. Um, Oh, there's been so many, you know, funny, funny ones, some sad ones where we've lost tenants over the years. um, Tenants leaving strange things behind or forgetting they've left strange things behind. Um, But overall, I think I've been really lucky. I've had some really lovely tenants. um, And whenever I've left, you know, I've had a select few that have always, you know, thanked me and been been grateful, and um, I think that's what made has made my job so rewarding over the years.
0: I would imagine so. With with um, <laughs> some stories like that, and I can imagine yeah but my my imagination runs wild with the potential uh, uh, setups yes. that might not have in in their homes. You mentioned you mentioned marriage, which actually brings us on nicely into sort of you know what we're here to discuss had you know, to chat about today, and mm. and you know, without sort of doing myself a disservice, it's a bit difficult for me to put myself in, you know, a woman's shoes and you know, being in the industry and doing X, Y, and Z. But you mentioned marriage. You you also said that you've had um you had children at a relatively young age. So mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: overall, as a woman, how have you found your experience so far in property?
1: Um, it's it's still it's it is male-dominated it is a male-dominated industry I think probably the last 10 years I'd say it's there are definitely more women coming up up through it um estate agency side I I would say it's still very male heavy um I think I I did have children young um I got married at 21 and I was bringing up my stepson who was three at that point and then I went on to have my own children um at 20 2022 and then i had my youngest daughter who's now coming up 14 when i was just 29 um and it's hard it's it's hard balancing a, a job and children as it is and i think in a quite male dominated industry it's even harder i have come up against you know i've walked into business meetings full of men and been the only young female in there um and know that I, I've i been thought of as, you know, not knowing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, sometimes being underestimated is a good thing. Um, because when you know you do manage to nail something and you nail a deal or a meeting, you know, people are like, oh, okay, she actually knows what she's doing, which um I quite enjoy. I quite enjoy, enjoy taking people by surprise. Um, I think it's such a fulfilling job in property. Mm. Um and I I would strongly recommend, you know, women if they've got an interest to come forward in it. But I have, I have faced, um, you know, I've been told that I, w- I wouldn't ever go any further in my job because I had children and my focus, um, you know, I couldn't come in early or I couldn't work late. um, And that was said to me by a, another female within the company who was higher than me at the time. um, And it's been, you know, it was really disheartening because I would, you know I was always the person that would work late take the phone calls outside work um you know if I had to travel you know I I would always do that I would always go above and beyond and I think when you're told that quite openly and blatantly it does feel like a kick in the teeth um what I what the only advice I could offer now is I'm now in my early 40s and my children are you know older they're nearly nearly 21 and nearly 14 um and I can put a lot a lot of my time and effort now into my career which is what I'm doing um and I think it's also good to show them as as girls like, that you can do it you can have it all as hard as it is um if you really want something and you want to you want to do well in an industry um, and there are so many opportunities and i definitely see you know on social media and LinkedIn more women doing more certainly more the investment side of things which I don't think they did up until quite recently um, and being confident in their capabilities and their understanding.
0: Do you think then that there's? I'm trying to think of the best way to to phrase it. Do you think that there's this stigma? Do you reckon the stigma will be around for you know quite a while because it's already been around for quite a while? If that makes sense. I mean, obviously things can change over time, but as mm. I say, Rome wasn't built in a day. So do you think the way to sort of not make it you know a, a male-dominated industry as such is to get more women involved and and doing stuff uh, uh, do you have any other ideas on that that's probably a really badly phrased question so I'll hold my hands up. no
1: I, I understand what you mean I, th- I think there's quite a lot of women now doing the letting side of things i think if you're going to pretty much any high street letting agent that there will be a, a female quota of staff i think what there isn't so much of is women going into the investment side the financial um, side um, I think it is very male dominated in the whole, um, it's a bit of a boy's network. It's a, you know, you scratch my back, I've got this off, off um, you know, off market deal. Um, mm. And it is very much who you know, and I'm, not unfortunately, but in in the property investment industry, it is, it is male heavy. Um, and I think if more women are brave enough and bold enough to come up, if you're going in at like letting agents level and understanding that and you want to to grow and learn more about it I think the opportunities there are huge Um, and it can be done it's just I think it can be quite scary Um, you know people look at me and I've been told by numerous people throughout my life oh you come across really confident you walk into a room and you know what you're doing no far from it I walk into a room and I have what I call sweaty back syndrome and I think oh my god you know I don't know what to say I don't know what to do and there's all these men here and they know this you know and it's by sale and oh I can do this for you but if you can hold your own um you know and you know your figures and a bit of common sense and you can talk to people I really think if you can just talk to people on a on on that human one-to-one level you know it goes such a long way. For example, I went up north last week to look at some property, um, met people I've never met before, met them in a car park, you know, was going to see these properties, didn't know what I was going to come up against. You know, there were several other um men there that were big property investors. You know, it is quite daunting, but if you just talk to them like you know, they are just human beings at the end of the day, um, and you learn from these people, no matter what situation you're in, somebody will say something. That you probably, you know, will pick up on, or they'll look when you're looking at a building, they might look at something you didn't see. So I think just to take take every opportunity that you can get from people um and believe in yourself. And as a woman, I think it's that I'm the worst for putting myself down and not believing in myself And, and thinking probably still, you know, oh well, men know more than me, when actually not all people not that's not the case. You know, I've been in the industry a long time and I do know the industry fairly well. Um, so to Have a little bit more faith in yourself, I think, would be definitely something that more of us need to do.
0: Fair enough. So, I say, taking something away from this, and you know, self confidence, and that goes across. I say both sexes, I'm just gonna say all sexes because I'll probably get Mm. in trouble for missing (laughs) someone out in society, which isn't a a good thing. Um, I I guess, on the flip side though, Laura, is that when you say that if you're sight viewing and and stuff like that, and you know, you might pick some, some stuff. Up from other people, I'm sure other people mm. are picking a bunch of stuff up from you as well. Because again, I like think so. <laughs> yeah, you know, going back with well, I got you to run through the numbers at the start. You know, it's over 20 years' experience managing mm. a portfolio that's say around 65 million pounds. It's mm. you know, it's happy days. I'm looking at you going, I'd love to be in that position at some point. <laughs> you know, but, you know uh, as well. So uh, what I'm trying to say is, it, it, it it's got to work both ways there, surely.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm I'm. Like I think I've said, I'm terrible for doubting myself. Mm -hmm. And as you say, I have been in the property industry a lot of years. And I do know a lot of, uh, you know, a a large amount. There's always every day is a school day. And I always say that there's always something out out there to learn. Um, But I am pretty knowledgeable. And I would like to think that if somebody asked asked me for my advice, I could sit there and look at what they've presented me and and give them my opinion um, and my knowledge um certainly working for star in the last year what i've learned a lot from max as well um you know his knowledge is huge and i think there are so many people out there that can enrich um your experiences and your knowledge and you should take a full advantage of that and i'd more than happy for people to you know to take that from me as well
0: what other sort of top tips then would you give? You mentioned self-confidence a second ago, um, which is, you know, I think imperative. But if you were sort of speaking to uh, younger women now and saying, you know, they wanted to get more involved in property, you know, what top tips would you say to them apart from be confident?
1: Um do your homework, look at all different avenues of property. Um there are it is a diverse industry. Um so find find an area that that really does take your fancy and that inspires you and you don't feel like you're getting up and going to work every day I think that's a huge a a huge tip um dragging yourself out of bed every day to go and do something that you don't enjoy that you're not passionate about is just soul destroying um there is so much knowledge out there now on the internet which I didn't have when I started um you know there are podcasts like these, people to listen to within the industry there are so many networking events you can go to um and and learn from other people's experiences bad experiences as well as good um i think finding somebody that you find is inspirational is really important um i'm lucky to work with somebody that is is very inspirational and very very knowledgeable in max um and will always take the time out to sit with me and explain things to me and help me understand certain things um, and I think not not being afraid, not not feeling that you can't do that because you're female, you know, pushing boundaries all the time and, and having a can do attitude to anything. I, I think not just in, in the property industry, to be fair, in general, mm. in life, if you if you believe you can, you will.
0: Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. With that it kind of goes back to that self-confidence, doesn't it? Um, mm. You know, you can achieve anything you set your mind to is just crack on and crack on and do it. Mm some great tips there uh, um so for people listening you know take take them away write them down and you know action them a thought that come into my mind and I'm a bit random so apologies in yeah. advance for the question um, now I'm not able to speak for every single man on the planet but sometimes you know if a woman wants me to do something and you know, they give the old flash of the eyes and the eyelashes and whatnot, <laughs> it sort of kind of you know makes me feel like I should actually do it uh, mm. and I'm going to ask this In your time in property, Mm. has there been a time or times where you've needed to get something done or you're trying to use, you know, influence in in different ways and you've given a bit of a a flash of the eyes and you've managed to convince someone that didn't want to do something to then do something?
1: Mm. Um, I'd love to say no, (laughs) (laughs) but I think the power of persuasion Mm -hmm. um, with a nice smile and asking someone nicely to do something I think always goes a long way um and I'd like to think in my time I haven't used my my feminine ways but I think yeah there there are times when it has gone a long way um and maybe if you know somebody else of, of the opposite sex had asked they wouldn't have probably got the same the same reply but that said I feel I've I have pretty much always been I, I may have been under um I may have been People's expectations of me may have been low, but I think I've always surprised people and been able to deliver whatever I've um, said I would do over the years. Um, so I may have, I'm, people may have looked at me and thought, oh, she's not capable, but I, I have always uh, managed to deliver. And, and I would like to con- hope that I continue to do that. Um, but yeah, if someone smiles sweetly at you and asks you nicely, I think most people will, will bend, you know, bend and agree to do it. So yep. um that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, fair. I've just been curious uh, to, to be honest. <laughs> if I ask a question, um, and then obviously you spoke about where you know where you come from, where you are now, and you know challenges that you've had in the industry, and you know the other uh, you know females uh, might be having in the industry. So, given where you are now, you say you've got you're working with you know Max at the moment, who seems you know again go back and listen to the pre uh, you know the episode a few episodes ago great, great guy, seems like you're getting, you know, almost like a very hands-on, you know, mentoring there as well. So what, what's next for you then? You obviously really enjoy doing what you do and you've got a lot of pressure on yourself uh, in term, just in terms of numbers, but what, what's next for you?
1: Um, I don't see myself going anywhere other than working for Star. I love my job. I love the people I work with. I work with an amazing team of people. Um, I see myself staying here and growing. Um, growing the portfolio growing what we do the services we offer um we're not not just solely doing the investment side of things i think as as max probably touched on in his previous in his interview with you um we're we're trying to offer an end-to-end um property service so that we can do portfolio building for external clients um we've got the insurance we've got the construction um so my plan is to stay here and work alongside max and help him grow that um, and really look at anything that externally will help us become stronger and and bring that in-house and grow that within staff. I'd like, and I don't think it's unreasonable to say that we can double the size of the portfolio um, in the next few years with the amount of um, investment opportunity that we have hopefully coming in. Um, I work, like I say, with a fantastic team of people We have each other's backs. Um, And we all are singing from the same hymn sheet. We all want the same um, for the company. We value each other highly. We value the company. um, And we value the opportunity that we've got here within the the star group. Um, So, my plan is to stay firmly where I am, (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) Um, because I love it. I I love it. I love what I do, who I work with, and, and where I see our future going.
0: I just want to point out to people that have listened to this on the podcast that might not have seen a video for the last, like, half now. You've just been smiling like a Cheshire cat. So it's, yeah. the, the proof's in the pudding. You definitely enjoy doing doing what you do, uh, which is I which love
1: is it. I, it's hugely pressured. And I've come from working in a part-time environment where I used to literally work nine to a half past two or nine to five. Um, and I didn't switch my brain on until I sat down and my brain switched off when I left, mm. you know, and I didn't bring anything home to a job that is, I would probably say, I mean, my working week is 40 hours. I probably work 55. Um, you know, there's always more to be doing. Um, I could probably push that even more. And it is stressful. I can't lie. There are some weeks that it, it is really stressful. Before Christmas, we had huge amounts of refinance going on, you know, and getting everything across the line. Um, and yeah, it's hard. But the, the feeling of achieving something and knowing that I'm part of a bigger picture just makes me feel brilliant and I know I'm doing you know I'm doing so much and I'm valued and I think if you've got that then you're not working it's it's a pleasure you know it's it's part it's become part of who I am it's a massive part of who I am and I haven't had that for a long time um and alongside my children and my family you know my my job is a huge part of who I am now um and i can see a change in me and I, and i know it's probably what i needed a long time ago but because of the children and working you know family and stuff um it took a bit of a back seat so i'm just so grateful that i've had the opportunity to to come and work here and and have this part of my life
0: and that's what happens when you know a company builds such a an ingrained culture that mm. you get people you know everyone's happy to turn up and it doesn't feel like work they're enjoying doing what they okay. do uh, one last question before um before that's it and then something that my business partner sort of spoke about a little while ago when we were looking at our power team that we find actually quite a few people um in our power team are are women and the reason for that is we find that women just have this tendency to get more stuff done basically yeah. uh, whereas sometimes with all due respect to men it's you know too much back and forth and you know who has got the biggest set of balls and blah 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 within star do you find that um quite a lot of your power team within star are quite a lot of them women or do you have like a fairly even distribution within star
1: we have uh, so the property management team is um predominantly women mm-hmm. and i think as you say they're just and this is no disrespect to men they just can do a lot more, a lot faster. They're very good at multitasking. They know what they've got to do and they get it done. They don't procrastinate. It's, it's bang, bang, bang. And I think um, we're really lucky. The girls we've got in the property management team are great. We've taken on an apprentice who works on our um, community interest project, Harvey, um, who has, has never worked in this kind of um, environment before. But I think him coming in and working with such a great team of women hopefully they will impart their multi multitasking skills onto him um on the acquisition side it is it is male heavy we we have pat and rich who who do our acquisitions and obviously max as well Um, and i think that's definitely where the divide comes in Mm. Um, you know like i said earlier the the lettings and management side tends you know there are more women in it but the the acquisitions the more chartered surveyor ricks those kind of qualifications seems to seem to still be male dominated um, and I think if there's anything I would like to hope for the industry in the future is that more women go off into that side of things.
0: Uh, and, and as you said earlier on and, and you know say if, if I was to summarize it, as you said, it's to be have that self-confidence, you know be confident, go ahead and, and crack on and do it. Um, mm-hmm. do you, would you have any other words of wisdom before I um, ask people how they can get hold of you any other final words of wisdom?
1: No, just go out there and do it find something you enjoy find a part something in property that you enjoy um and run with it and there are people out there that will help you you know if you knock on enough doors you ask enough questions um I think being curious definitely um and like I say asking the questions go and do it because if you like I said if you find something you enjoy you will never work a day again in your life um, and there's so much out there, so much opportunity in the industry.
0: Amen to that. Um, final thing if people want to get a hold of you, how can people do that?
1: Um, they can contact me either by phone on 01273 526 800 at Star Property Hub or my direct email is laura at star-property.co.uk.
0: And as usual, we'll put those links in the show notes. Laura, that's incredibly insightful. Thank you very much for your time and uh, onwards and upwards.
1: Rob, thanks for taking the time.